The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. and welcome to another edition of the panel discussion. I am Greg Knowlton, a.k.a. Sega, joined here by my good friend. Matt Johnson. What is, what is, <laughs> I, I need a cool nickname now. Uh, douchebag or. Yeah, I can, I can that's what I Matt. call you. That's, I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> welcome everybody to the panel discussion. Sorry you missed last week, but uh, we are here today to close up. Our Black History Month. We got a couple characters to talk about. Uh, but before we get into that, got to name drop our sponsors really quick. As always, we are appreciative of them. Fat Man's Pizza, 2712 Niagara Falls Boulevard. Pizza, and Tanawana, New York. So good. Pizza good. Subs good. Sandwiches good. Follow them on Facebook. Wingies. Wingies good. Uh, follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter. Show them some love. Go supports. Just go by. Trust me, it's worth it. Or uh, give them a call. They're open Tuesday through Sunday. They're off Mondays. Uh, but they're they're open for the most important days of the week. So uh, give them a shout-out. Also, my good friend, Mrs. Christine Hoover. She is a real estate agent for Coldwell Banker and serving Niagara County. Looking to make the home buying or selling process as easy as it can be. She's the one to call. Shout her out. 716-731-1216. And name drop us. Helps us out a lot. Goes a long way for her. And, uh, yeah, that is that. We are also gearing up for this weekend's big podcast, Precinct Redemption Fundraiser. Myself, Greg, friends of many, many friends are uh, planning this big ba- – we got this big basket auction ready to go. 70 70- we're, we're at 70 baskets right now. With nearly and counting baskets. and counting. I had another basket told to me today that someone's working on another specialty basket for us. It's not stopping. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. We got tons of merchandise. We got football cards. We got uh, comic. We're going to have comic books for sale. Uh, and as well as some comic book compilations for up for auction at our basket auction, including a 9.4 grade Infinity Gauntlet number one so really exciting stuff here make sure you come check us out 8477 buffalo avenue in niagara falls new york at the st john de la salle parish center so that is that now that i'm long-winded and gassed greg you got some news for us yeah so first thing um i don't know if anyone has had the chance to hop on and watch lock and key on netflix i just finished it i really liked it it was a lot different than the comic books uh, but it was solid. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I'm looking forward to season uh, season seven. Wow, yeah, I'm jumping the gun. Season two. But on top of that, um, IDW and DC Comics just actually announced a um, crossover event. Joe Hill has been working for DC Comics now um, with Hill House, and they are going to be crossing over the Sandman universe with Lock and Key, which I'm super excited for. Um, I think that's going to be so cool. And so that's a huge, huge um, crossover coming your way. And right in, right after the TV show, so the comics already got some steam. Um, the other thing 
is Dan Didio actually is no longer with DC Comics. He has been removed from his position. Um, and that that kind of leaves a lot of the, the, the DC Comics um, fate up in the air. He was originally supposed to be at C2E2. Uh, he no longer will be there. He's one of the main DC Comics publishers. He's the co-publisher, actually. Um, so some of DC Comics' fate is kind of up in the air, but he was the one pushing for the current fi- the 5G or fifth generation, which changed a lot of the main classic characters, and a lot of people didn't like that. It turned um, they were going to put a new character in the Batman cowl. They're going to put a new character in the Superman cowl, and he was, he was trying to make it permanent. Um, Snyder was one of the big proponents to defending that and wasn't a fan um, and didn't think the characters just needed to be outright changed, but you could add these characters in other ways. So it, uh, Didio with that has left. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where DC Comics goes as a whole, especially at this time where we're kind of in a, um, I think a lot of the companies are up in the air. And I think it, it's really simple. I, I don't want to go into a ton of detail because you might talk about it another time. But there is even a rumor out now that um, Marvel Comics and DC are is there a possibility of a merger, which gosh, <laughs> who knows what would happen there. Um, but yeah, some crazy news. I think as more comes out, if, if anything becomes more concrete on that, we might have a conversation about what that can mean. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, you know, we, like you said, we, we're going to lately discuss it today. We'll, we'll discuss it further later on, but uh, you know, just a few articles picked it up. We're not too sure about the credibility of the sources and whatnot, but as this thing starts to pick up steam, uh, we'll discuss some more. Maybe a bonus episode we'll focus on. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's it, the the idea of it is cool. the The monopoly of of the the comic, pretty much the comic book industry by Disney slash Marvel is a little uneasy, but still a cool thought at the same time. But uh, we won't put too much uh, thought into that as of right now until things start to develop. Uh, was that it for news? That was everything for my news. All right. Excellent. So as me, myself and Greg have been doing, we've been, uh, you know, Black History Month has been the focal point of the show. And we were going to close up today. We did promise two weeks ago with uh, the following episode that we did was going to cover the following two uh, characters who are going to focus on today. Uh, one brother voodoo and Bill Foster. Those would be the last two characters that we analyzed for this month. And, uh, very intriguing. Uh, I'm excited to kind of get going and talking about these characters who uh, I'm not super familiar with. Uh, again, the, Greg's more the comic book guy. I'm just a movie comic book guy, uh, and I like cartoons too. Uh, but Greg's got a deeper insight of a lot of these characters than I do. It's a whole learning process for me uh, that I really, truly enjoy. Uh, so let's start off with Brother Voodoo. Uh this guy actually has a pretty cool history, a pretty cool publication uh, yeah. story as well. He's actually kind of a bigger deal that lets on sometimes. Um, just to start off his publication, uh, you know, his origins and stuff like that, he first appeared in Strange Tales number 169 all the way back in September of 1973. and was created by uh, publisher Stan Lee, the, the great Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, Len Wein, and artist John Romita Sr., uh, and at one point, he actually replaced Doctor Strange as Sorcerer Supreme, which mm-hmm. I found really particularly interesting. Um, that was in July of 2009. And then he was after that point, he was referred to as Doctor Voodoo instead of Brother Voodoo. Uh, so, Greg, what history like what what do you know, of, you know, 
previous to this episode, previous to maybe doing research, what do you, how much did you really know about Brother Voodoo? I knew him. Um, I, so I like a lot of the cosmic or not cosmic stuff, the supernatural stuff. So I knew him from some like issues of I think he'd been ghost ghostwriter a little bit, and, and from some Doctor Strange books, but specifically like recently he did the next Avengers or the Uncanny Avengers, my bad. He was a member of the Uncanny Avengers with like Deadpool and old Steve Rogers. Um, And then even more recently, the Savage Avengers with like Venom and Conan and the Punisher. So I knew him a little bit. I didn't know a ton about him, but I knew enough that um, like kind of got me through. And he's actually a character that like, as soon as I saw his character design and the first time I read him in a book, I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's kind of awesome. And yeah, different, but awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it so it took him 36 years before he got his own title series. Uh, in 2009, they launched Doctor Voodoo, Avenger of the Supernatural. So it was 36 years till he had his own name, like his own marquee across the board after being introduced in Strange Tales. So that's kind of crazy to me, and I I don't know I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it was because at this point there had been you know. Um, other main black characters all through that time. And he was never presented as a problematic character at all. Right. So I I kind of find it crazy um, that he, it took that long for this character. I think, you know, uh, maybe it was because of other characters like Dr. Strange and stuff like, Oh, we already have our, our top supernatural guy. We don't need to slide this Dr. Voodoo character in. Um, But I love him. I love the voodoo culture. I love New Orleans like in that culture like um it's very interesting i could spend hours on wikipedia reading about uh voodoo and that sort of uh you know i mean culture religion uh to to some it's it's particularly interesting uh yeah his origins obviously voodoo has its origins in the uh in haiti which is where brother voodoo originates Mm -hmm. from and yeah he's got some cool abilities i'm gonna read through them really quick uh I mean, really cool. I, to, to Greg's point, I'm surprised he hasn't been in the forefront a little bit sooner. But, you know, as as modern culture aims for more diversity, I think it's the perfect opportunity for him to really step up. And his oh, yeah. backlog is, is very interesting. So his abilities, uh, obviously extensive mystical knowledge, pretty much a gimme when it comes to uh, if your name's voodoo. Uh, superhuman strength, spirit possession, fire manipulation, as well as immunity to fire. He also has the ability to generate mystic smoke which conceals his location. Uh, and he can also generate the sound of drums uh, to disorient opponents. Very cool. Which is his last name. He also um, can, he at one point has like the spirit of his brother with him and he can actually summon his brother's like spirit to double his strength, which is a cool it's, power. It's insane. He, he does hypnosis and, uh, he control people and animals and stuff. Like it, it's it's a very impressive list of superpowers. I don't think I've ever seen somebody with this many uh, abilities, which makes him very very dangerous. And as we mentioned, you know, Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, he's he's worn the Eye of Agamotto as well as the Cloak of Levitation uh, to his credit. So he's a very viable and tough character. He's got uh, a gorgeous character design. Uh, like I love the art for him. Um, I really, really do. And in his early run, that Avenger of Supernatural, there's a, I was looking at some art pieces. There's one like, dude, he's got killer one-liners too. He he pops up and it, the line is, I am Dr. Voodoo, the gunner of God. 
And I'm like, well, now that's got to be like my wrestling moniker. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty that's a pretty cool uh, surname or nickname, oh, however you want to. However you want to work. It's it, it shows like the spirit taking over, and he has like that classic like skull face paint, but it's not even paint; it's like made out of energy, uh, and it's awesome. I, I love it. I love his character design, um, and he's a character I would love to see in other places. Um, I think that's like, I think he has a huge opportunity right now in the current MCU to become very popular. Um, for I would do a TV. I could I could do a TV show. I think the movies are pretty locked up right now. We got plenty of movie characters, but I, I wouldn't hate a mo- uh, a a TV yeah. show. Not, not like Freeform or anything, but like Hulu or Netflix or not Netflix, uh, Disney Plus. Like yeah. Well, and he could show up in a, as a supporting character as well. So we've got things like Doctor Strange. He easily yeah, could be, be called yeah. on. Um, he is actually often seen next to Hellstrom, which is another TV show that has been pitched and talked about. He could be supporting character in a Ghost Rider series. And also with Blade coming up and being something, uh, Voodoo is another character that could definitely appear in the Blade series as well. So there's a, a lot of places he could pop up just in the supernatural idea. Um and he's a powerful character. At one point, Voodoo actually damned Dormammu to hell. That's how strong this guy is. Um, That's awesome. He, he really could be in a lot of different places um, right now. And I think we're sliding slowly. I think we're still going to get cosmic for the next phase. But I feel like the following phase could really start moving towards the supernatural. And what better time to start introducing a character like Voodoo? Um, again, like I said, those all those those products, um, all those those titles that are about to be introduced into the MCU, and Voodoo's just waiting to be called upon to be a supporting character in one of those, or get a show a movie of his own to really push that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he would right off the bat. I think he would start introduced in something like Strange, but I would love to see this character. No, I wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't hate it at all. And, you know, when you see like not no offense, but like a character like Shang-Chi, who I absolutely had no idea about coming, yep. you know, before this, uh, getting his own movie and probably trilogy. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely room for a character of Brother Voodoo's, uh, you know, history and lore that I think would yeah. do very, very well. Uh, you know, I'm reading some some he's been just. In some cool stories, you know. Of course, the Sorcerer Supreme thing is such a big deal. We've all yeah. known Doctor Strange to be the, you know, the supreme. Uh, you know, that's that's just been him. And of course, you know, to keep things fresh with comics, you got to change things up every now and then. But him, uh, for him to get something like that, uh, I think it's pretty remarkable and a big, you know, yeah. push of faith. Uh, one from Marvel, you know, as a, as a, as a unit to be like, okay, we're gonna give this character this supreme role. Um, also, he's been in some really other like other cool storylines too. There's one where uh, it's called the Axis storyline, where Doctor Doom actually uh, mm-hmm. resurrected oh, him. Uh, he, he resurrected him because only Brother Voodoo and Daniel were, could stop the Scarlet Witch, who um, was a little off at this time from destroying Latveria. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. He's been in the Avengers. He's been in a lot of uh, yeah. He's there's a lot more to him uh, than just meets the eye. I was actually first introduced to him in the uh, Lego Marvel's Avengers game, the the one that was really? based on movies. He was a side character. He was a unlockable character. I'm like, who is this guy? He could do mystic stuff. He's pretty cool. 
Uh, but who is he? And that was my first like take on him. And I, uh, I was like, oh, he's, he's pretty cool. I like him. I, I dig it. I can get down with this. Um, yeah, he had the same, similar abilities like like Doctor Strange and others. But, um, you know, I, I, he just keeps popping up and everything. I forgot which book I was I was reading some story. It might have been the the second Civil War. No, it couldn't have been that. Uh, there was a, a story recently that I was reading and, and he made an appearance. I was like, oh, crap. He's, he's more important than I realized. So, yeah, yeah Brother he- Voodoo is definitely somebody worth uh, looking out for. And there is actually a rumor that um, there was a casting call somewhere for um, – sorry, for um, Doctor Strange 2. And it, in the casting call, it said, like, we're looking for a, uh, a, a male lead, a supporting male lead of Caribbean descent um, and, and a couple of things, like, you know, in that role. So it's a possibility that, like, Brother Voodoo actually might show up right Good. away in this in this movie or maybe even wandavision um you know like oh there's a disturbance in the force here comes brother voodoo you know what i mean (laughs) um because he if he's that strong i feel like he would also be pulled in and he has uh in the comics as well um been another love interest of scarlet witch actually um not just vision has been there so so there's a couple way like reasons he could be pulled into that um and and i think it's i think it's time to start creating a couple versions of the avengers you know what i mean um i think you get the uncanny and 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 just maybe yeah, get I know like a, a midnight suns and it's right there especially like voodoo would be a really cool addition to that group if you want to decide to go like hey let's really keep these together and bring morbius over bring blade over um and, and a couple of the other characters maybe voodoo would be a really cool character to add to that crew um and i would love to see that so yeah I, he I, I think he's got a ton of potential um like you said a huge really big he's really rooted in avengers i was talking or not avengers in, in marvel i was talking with my brother about this today like i feel like we we get so jaded by the the big names like we forget how cool some of these b characters are and that like even their power like surpasses some of the characters we look at as like top top dogs in the storylines. Yeah, that's that's 100 percent true. And, and you know, th- there's so much mystery. It's it, at least from a movie perspective as to what the future of the Avengers is. And and yeah, that they, they, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued what they plan to do with that. And I think Brother Voodoo would be an excellent addition uh, a new surprise. It would definitely mix things up a little bit as, as you know, some of these older heroes get phased out and, and other characters, you know, newly introduced characters going to be kind of doing their own thing. Uh, Brother Voodoo would be an excellent addition if they decide to go with him in a movie, in a movie role as a, as a potential Avenger without so a doubt. Much. Like, even teamed up with Moon Knight. So all these characters that are coming forward, like Voodoo has ties with. No, that's, that's huge. That's huge. But yeah, I think that uh, unless there's anything you want to add, I think that's Brother Voodoo in a nutshell. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next featured character, uh, one I'm a little bit more familiar with. Uh, his name is Bill Foster, and he's played uh, quite a few roles, Black Goliath, Giant Man, and Goliath. He was also played by Lawrence Fishburne in the most recent Ant-Man uh, movie, Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh 
you know, I, I've I've known Goliath, Giant Man, and it's kind of cool because like the current Ant Man in the movies, Paul Rudd's Ant Man, is a little bit of a mix because he can go down really small and he can get really tall. That's not something that he was really able to do much in the comics. At least it's yeah. not what they advertised him as. Uh, so to see this, to see a character like Goliath, who, you know, f- friends, similar powers to Hank Pym, uh, you know, very widely associated with. I think it's it's really cool. Uh, and let's see, when did he debut? Oh, man, he's an early guy, too. Uh, yeah. So here we go. I'll read off uh, some of his publication information as uh, Bill Foster. He debuted in Avengers number 32, but way back in September of 96 uh, as Black Goliath. He debuted in Luke Cage, Power Man, number 24, in April 1975. As Giant Man, Marvel 2-in-1, number 55, in September of seven, uh, 1979. I almost said 1779. That was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> and as Goliath, he debuted in The Thing, number 1, of January 2006. Created by Stanley and Don Heck, uh, as well as Tony Isabella and George Tuska. So he's been he's been around for quite a yeah he's been he's he's been around for a while, uh quite a few different team affiliations Center for Disease Control Project Pegasus Defenders and Champions, uh and he's got some like, like cool unique abilities like to be able to to grow tall I think is just a really just cool thing, uh he's yeah, strong I, he's strong I agree. too. I agree. And he's a, a character who um, really embodies what we're talking about with, with the black history month and everything. So he was originally um, like he was, he came around in the seventies, a time when like black characters weren't really accepted yet and, and things like that. And um, he actually, you know, was written by the same person who created black lightning. Oh, no which kidding. Is pretty cool. Um, so, and, and he says on it, like, he wanted to make this strong black character. And, and, and now if you think about it, it almost sounds weird. Like, oh, his, why isn't he just Goliath? Why does he have to be black Goliath? It, it does sound weird. Um, and it was on purpose. It was, he said he wanted it to be stronger. He wanted it to have a stronger name. Um, and he was almost like at the same time playing on um, like, Blackula and Blackenstein and Black Godfather. And at, first, at the time, he thought it was a great idea. And then later, he was like, he kind of regretted that he made him Black Goliath. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh, man, he should have just been Goliath. That would have been that would have been good enough. Um, so he was he was really trying to make him stand out. But it, it's a really cool interest uh, thing, though, because that's what he was meant to be. He was meant to be this powerful, like strong black character um, that wasn't caught up in the black exploitation even though he kind of was on accident, but instead was made really popular. Um, and he did, he did just become Goliath at one point. That was, it wasn't even until 2006 that he just dropped the black part of the name. So that's, that's kind of crazy. That's yeah, that's correct. So it did take him a long time for that to happen. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he, I think he was killed by the fake Thor at one point. In yeah. Civil War, I think in civil war, that was a big thing. There was a doppelganger Thor and this is a really, really big deal. Um, I'm like 90 percent sure that that's what happened. But, uh, you know, it was qu- kind of cool to get see him get an appearance in the MCU. Obviously not the way, uh, you know, you would have liked to see him being giant man or Goliath or anything like that. But, yeah. uh, I mean, regardless, just a uh, yeah, just a cool character. I mean. He fights some interesting villains. Like I, I'm looking through some of his rogues gallery, uh, the circus of crime, 
Adam Smasher, Stilt Man, Vulcan, uh, you know, and, and Warhawk and like all these little these little name characters, but still like really like cool. I don't I like the sec I, I mean I like the secondary villains too, uh, of course. But these I mean these are some of the guys he's done battle with. He's teamed up with like Thing quite a bit. Um, a couple of times, like we said, in 2006, uh, he teamed up with Thing in his early age. And you said it earlier. He was actually a defender um, for a little bit and like even had an encounter with Luke Cage while he was doing that. He's, you know, he's worked for Stark, all, all sorts of stuff. And like Pym, the Pym Particles was a huge part of it, uh, but he actually faced like the really nasty effects of it. And like, that's one of the reasons they say he never got as big as like giant man did. He only ever stayed at like 25 feet um, and, and things like that. And that's why they made the joke in the show actually, or in the movie was because that was a comic book thing as well, that he never grew as big as the real giant man. Um, and there was a point when he actually, you know, fixed everything and, and made himself um, back to normal and made it so he could change without those adverse effects. But it never really, um, yeah. He never really got became a bigger character. I'm actually, I'm reading something right here too that that Civil War death that I was talking about. Um, he actually, I don't think he's appeared since then. And really? this is actually a really cool aspect of the storyline. Uh, like, like I was right, he was killed by a clone of Thor, but this became a big turning point in the first civil war storyline um, as Bill Foster's death and murder by this clone um, turned a lot of characters over to Captain America's side. This is a, like a big turn, turning point. Hmm. This is, I mean, it, it's a pretty big deal uh, when you look at it like that, you know, obviously it's, it's writing and comic book characters, but uh, you know, his yeah. character never did eclipse like Luke Cage or Black Panther yeah. or a lot of those guys. He's partnered with some of them. Uh, before, but uh, this was this is a pretty big. Uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big. Uh, that's a that's a turning point in the Civil War storyline. Um, you know, that, which was one of the best storylines of probably the last yeah. twenty years, perhaps. Yeah. So uh, I agree. He no also the to think about it as a black character too. You, the, some of the names you mentioned, he actually came out um, just four months after. Black Panther and came before characters like Storm and Luke Cage by a few years. So he's probably one of the longest standing African-American comic book characters right now, especially in a mainstream comic book. Yeah, that's that's big. So, I mean, I hope they, they continue to utilize him. I wouldn't hate like a young Goliath show. Uh, yeah. Give a little backstory to him if, if for live action. I'm such a huge advocate for the live action stuff. The comic and even if great, they decide but, to introduce like Lawrence Fishburne with a kid, or you know what I mean. Well, he was actually played by there was a younger. Uh, I forgot who played the younger version of Lawrence Fishburne in that movie, but uh, I mean, he, I, I I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate seeing that. Maybe exploring his and Hank Pym's role. I mean, I like, like I like a good backstory, uh, yeah. but I wouldn't hate seeing like a a young Hank Pym and and Bill Foster working together. I think that'd Thank be you. excellent. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of Bill Foster in a nutshell. He's been around for quite some time. Very very interesting character. But uh, you got anything to add, Greg? Nope. Okay. I think that about wraps it up. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about this Saturday. Uh, 
Uh, it means a big deal to us. Myself, Greg, and our friends, we've been, we were rocked pretty hard last month uh, when our fundraiser got shut down. We had big dreams, big ideas, and uh, those ideas are still in place. Uh, it, it hurt. It really did. We're not going to lie. Uh, it's, it sucked. It's been weird. Brought like recording out of my basement for the last month. Yeah. Back uh, home. And and it's, it's, we've been just so spread out and, and we can really use it. I mean, legit, every dollar goes to helping us get a, a new office space that's better equipped to what we want to do, um, and become yeah. what we want to be. We want to be a pop culture hub. Uh, and we have sudden cool things coming up that are going to lead to that. Like I'm just bursting right now with some of the announcements we get to make Saturday. Um, we have two huge announcements. One of them that came across our table today. So not only be there to support us, but be there to be part of that. Like there's two huge things coming that we just kind of landed on this week. Um, and so we're really excited for you guys to be a part of that. And we'd love you to be there for that reason as well. No, without a doubt. We're, Get on the gravy train while it's we're, we're chugging away. We got a lot of big goals, big ideas, and we have a great support, mm, myself and Greg. I just had – what did I have? The, oh, I had a – never mind. I'm not going to get into a gravy discussion on this show. But <laughs> we, have a, we have a great support staff. We're really grateful, and, uh, you know, we're grateful for all the listeners. We we greatly, we really do appreciate you, and this would be a sweet way to let us know how much you appreciate us. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, but – uh, I oh, think yeah. that, yeah, that about wraps it up for today's episode of the panel discussion. Uh, be there this Saturday as we do our own special bonus episode, myself and Greg. And then next week starts the women's month. It's ladies month. Oh yes. It's ladies month. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get into that. There's plenty of ladies of comics to talk about. And we are, yeah, as always, we're excited to, get into that but uh till next time we'll talk to you right here on the panel discussion You hear any new podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Like what? Retroblist. You had that ready to go. Like, almost like you knew I was going to ask you this. I sort of kind of did. It was like an ESP feeling. What's Retroblist? Retroblist is a retro video game podcast presented by Johnny and Trevor, where they talk about everything from retro gaming, retro consoles, they each week review a different video game that they have played. Uh, majority of the time, it is retro, like on the actual console itself, from Sega Dreamcast to Super Nintendos to. Um, I think they recently started playing on a Nintendo Switch. Where can I find this podcast? Uh, you can find it at bicbp-radio.com. Sweet.